after listening to the podcast, a few things stuck with me. I think it's essential to share the learning process, but also show our own commitment and joy with our own learning processes. To challenge the students, but show that we're also being challenged in striving to improve our teaching. They need to take risks. A growth mindset is essential. And again, we as teachers can model this. We need to be an inspiration, but we need to show we are human and we are also part of the learning process. We've got to demonstrate our passion and our own involvement in this process. So I thought the best response would be to create my own podcast take a risk with something I'm not familiar with, and of course, invite feedback. The question, am I confident doing this? No, not really. But do I think having a go is worthwhile? Absolutely, because it's gonna help me improve for next time. And students need to see that we also are going through our own learning process. So, here I am taking a risk with my own learning. It's all very well watching the students struggle and learn and progress, but I think it's important for them to know that we also do the same. Now, moving forward, I think personalizing the learning to best suit our students means we consider their starting points, their prior knowledge, their ability, the end goal, but also their passions. If we can stimulate our students and make them really believe what we're delivering and find interest in it, they then become intrinsically motivated and then curious. And if we have curious learners, then we're halfway there. If we can show them our passions and commitment, we can believe it ourselves we can get them to believe it. Sometimes you can look at our role as as con men or con women. We're almost conning the students to take things into their brains. We're finding different ways of helping them remember. But what we can do is stimulate that passion so that they want to do it. Because however good we are at teaching, if they don't want to learn, it's very difficult to pass that information on. I think it's important to step away from targets and exams and feed these passions. What is delightful? What is amazing? What is crazy? And what is unbelievable in our world? world? And also, why is it important we know these things? Exams are, of course, important, but if we can stimulate their curiosity, we're creating lifelong learners. As a teacher, I really enjoy my subject. I really enjoy teaching and learning about teaching and learning. One thing that always interests me is the the works of Professor Dylan Williams when he talks about this three year plateau in the learning process. He talks about this idea that a new teacher is on an upward curve for three years of their career, improving massively, but that when they get to about three or four years, the teacher plateaus and then improves only slightly. 
And I think it's really important for us as teachers to continue on that improvement. Uh, I've been teaching for about 20 years and I'd like to think every year or every other year, I try and find something big or a change of career or a new idea to improve what I'm doing. I'm intrinsically motivated by my subject and it makes it a lot easier to enjoy teaching it. And I believe the students seeing this happen helps enormously. We'd expect our students to do the same, wouldn't we? Now, in summary to Dr. G's questions, asking, you know, what we need, how do we get the best and how can we support the learning culture at LEHF? I think it's essential. We expect the best, we model the best, and we also are open-minded and listen for feedback from the students. As staff, we can improve what we do through CPD. But also talking about learning. I think a, a really exciting staff room is one where staff come in and say, I tried this, it was brilliant with so-and-so. For example, when we hear all the chats about how great Suki was in a lesson or how Adrian engaged, I think this is essential. It's really exciting to hear how students are doing in other subjects, but also seeing examples of other teachers' work. And it's great that the students know that we as teachers talk to each other. I think as staff, we've got to adopt a growth mindset. We can't expect the students to do the same if we don't, which is part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast. I'm not comfortable doing it, but I think by doing it, it means I'm stepping out of that comfort zone and therefore I'm learning something. Also, reading, finding interest in pedagogical textbooks and having a go. And I, I love to see a teacher that will say to a student, this is what I wanted to do. It didn't quite work in the lesson. What do you think? How would that be better? And this goes on to my last point, listening to the students. This is really important, whether it's through an end of term student voice questionnaire, or just simply in conversation following tasks. The way I look at it, if you take this out of teaching, if you had a greengrocer who knew that all of his customers loved bananas and really hated kiwi fruit, how would he or she respond? They wouldn't go out and buy loads of kiwi fruit and not many bananas because that is not personalized to the customers. So in summary, with this podcast, which I hope's made sense and you've enjoyed, if our customers like bananas, we need to look to provide them with the bananas they need. Thank you.